Have you ever wanted to own a piece of supplement industry history? How about one that has category creating lineage to the most popular supplement among US adults? If that introduction sounded intriguing to you, then the newest supplement brand portfolio that filed its IPO paperwork with the SEC is right up your alley. So who exactly is this historical supplement brand portfolio? the Better Being Company, huh? Who is that? Well, prior to the recent rebrand that just happened, the Better Being Company was known as Nutraceutical International. The portfolio that was founded in 1993, but its brand holdings date back to 1932. The historical company referenced earlier is Cal, and they are credited for the commercialization of the first ever multivitamin. In 1932, Chester Weldon discovered a calcium and phosphorus powder that helped his beloved wife's leg cramps. Amazed by its effectiveness, he founded Cal in order to bring such life-changing solutions to others in need. Now outside of Cow, the Better Bean Company owns several other brands within the categories of nutritional supplements, beauty, and personal care. The most notable brands known as the core brands are Solaray, which makes up 38% of total sales with a product portfolio that reaches more than 1,000 products today. This brand has become the fastest growing brand among the top five brands by dollar sales across the vitamins and supplements and herbs and homeopathic departments in the combined natural, enhanced, and regional and independent grocery retail channels. Joe Nutrition makes up 10% of total sales. This is a digitally native millennial focused brand and has become one of the fastest growing brands as measured by consumer interest web traffic. It has a net promoter score of 76 within the year 2020, which far exceeds competitor average net promoter scores of 38. New You Nutrition makes up 10% of total sales. This is a UK based digitally native brand with more than 50 products. Heritage Store makes up 5% of total sales. Established in 1969, Heritage Store is a beauty and personal care brand with positive energy and clean plant-based ingredients. Zand Immunity makes up 3% of total sales and an experienced significant growth in fiscal year 2020, growing net sales at 172% year over year. And then LifeFlow makes up 3% of total sales. And this is a women-led and operated brand that offers 150 plus products specific to the health and wellness needs of women over the age of 40. Now, just looking at some financial metrics, starting at the revenue side, for the fiscal year 2020, the company had net sales of $319 million. If we look at the first half of fiscal year 2021, they reported net sales of $178.5 million, and this was up 16% year over year. Now, if we look at the sales by just category of brands, be it core versus non, Core brands in the first half of fiscal 2021, they made up 80% of the total sales and then the rest of their brand collection made up 20% of sales. If we look at net sales by channel for fiscal year 2020, the natural and specialty retail channel made up 38% of sales, but in the first six months of 2021, that was down 1.4% year over year. Online domestic sales made up 26% of the total with Amazon growing 43% year over year. 
Online international makes up 18% of total sales. International retail makes up 11% of sales. Food drug mass makes up 4%, which is a huge opportunity for them as food drug mass accounts for about 26% of the supplement market sales in 2020. And then a number of other channels make up 3% of sales. It's important to note that there is no key customer risk with the Better Being company, as the top five customers comprise approximately 30% of net sales, with the top customer only accounting for approximately 8% of sales. If we look at net sales by geography for fiscal year 2020, domestic made up 71% and international made up 29% and they currently sell into 65 countries. If we look at the cost side considerations, they do have hefty gross margins, which you would expect for a functional CPG brand portfolio that has a heavy amount of traditional supplement formats. Their gross margins were 50.4%. Now, most supplement brand portfolios are usually an asset light business model, but the Better Being Company is vertically integrated with self-manufacturing and owning, operating domestic distribution that handles all of that volume. The Better Being Company manufactures 85% of all of its products through its well-funded, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility. The other 15% is done across a flexible, broad set of geographically diverse contract manufacturers. This operational setup does help them control the supply chain better, which can definitely be helpful during some challenging periods like the industry is dealing with presently. But more importantly, it helps them to be able to deliver constant product innovations by leveraging their world-class research and development capabilities inside their state-of-the-art laboratory. In the last three years, they were able to launch 400 new products and they consistently keep about 150 new products within their innovation pipeline. So you might have noticed that there has been increased activity in the public markets with functional CPG portfolios, especially ones that have dietary supplement brands within their holdings. I think firstly, this has nothing to do with just dietary supplements, but the overall IPO and alternate methods to accessing the public markets are extremely hot right now. And then more specifically towards the functional CPG categorical businesses, you're also seeing them benefit from durable secular tailwinds, such as consumers becoming more informed with an increased focus on wellness. You're seeing a shift towards preventative health as more than 75% of US adults take some form of dietary supplements. You also have an aging population and an increase of awareness and interest in the millennial and Gen Z populations. And then finally, just an acceleration of health and wellness trends due to the COVID-19 effect. It is important to note that this isn't actually the first time that the Better Being Company has been available on the public markets. It originally IPO'd in 1998 and was available on the public markets until May 2017 when it was taken private when it was acquired by a private equity firm for $446 million. As a soon-to-be publicly traded company again, the Better Being Company will be focused on several key strategic initiatives. 
The first is around amplifying brand awareness to enhance customer engagement and reach new customers. We currently live in an attention economy and any company, regardless of its rich history within a industry, will constantly have to scratch and claw its way to every bit of consumer attention. The second strategic initiative is around increasing penetration within important sales channels. If you look at just the offline retail channel, they are going to continue to leverage their strong presence and brand leadership within the natural and specialty channels to be able to secure more food drug mass retail points of distribution. I think in the last year, they were able to increase those by 68,000, which I mentioned before, the food drug mass channel is really a white space for the Better Being Company because they are extremely underpenetrated in those channels. And then from an online retail perspective, their acquisition of Joe Nutrition in 2017 was extremely helpful because this is a digitally native brand that had a ton of capabilities and understanding around the digital channels, specifically Amazon, and that acquisition actually helped them to expand those competencies across their entire portfolio to take advantage of the rapidly increasing online space. The next strategic initiative is around expanding their international markets. As you saw from the geographical mix of business, they are very strong in international because of a lot of the legacy and heritage around the brands within the Better Being company portfolio. Another strategic initiative is around driving innovation to extend existing product lines and enter into adjacent categories. Mentioned above, they have a huge amount of resources and capabilities, and the company's definitely going to look to utilize those to expand and enter into adjacent categories. And if you look at just their Joe Nutrition brand, they said they would be seeking to head into adjacent categories like the beauty from within trend or Nutri Cosmetic trend and the sports nutrition category. And then finally, they're going to be looking at pursuing value enhancing acquisitions and investments. So just kind of like a quick breakdown on the cash and debt picture within the Better Being Company. On the cash side, they have cash and cash equivalents around $8 million currently, and that's before the projected $100 million that they would get from the IPO process. Now on the debt side, the current and long-term indebtedness is around $400 million. And though the company has struggled with net profitability issues lately, they are still cash flow positive and servicing the current level of debt. That existing level of indebtedness could create adverse effects to its growth prospects, but I actually believe the company could lever up even more or could sell more shares after the IPO process to raise more capital. As mentioned, the Better Being Company's principal shareholders and board members are a private equity firm, HGGC, which was co-founded by NFL Hall of Famer Steve Young and Snapdragon Capital Partners. 
So that makeup likely means that we'll see further mergers and acquisitions activity that will continue to be a strategic focus for the Better Being Company as they've consistently done that over the last few years with acquiring New You Nutrition, Joe Nutrition, and Heritage Store. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown of the Better Being Company's upcoming IPO. If you have any questions about anything that I shared or the supplement market as a whole, feel free to drop a comment on the content or reach out to me on any of my social media networks.